Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Due to the current lockdown restrictions, we are recording this podcast remotely. So do please bear with us if the sound isn't tip top. Hello and welcome to today's Sherlux in conversation with podcast. I'm Georgie Gorishkoll, the founder of Sherlux, and today I am joined by Vogue Williams. I'm sure everyone knows Vogue. She wears many hats. She's a model, DJ, presenter, a mother, an entrepreneur. I mean, is there anything you don't do, Vogue? Wow, that's quite good. Well, a couple of them I'd probably strike off the list now. I don't do them very often. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you've been busy. You've had quite a career, haven't you? Can we go back a little bit? I thought yeah. actually it'd be really interesting to tell people listening who haven't been following you you know, from day dot in the media, how you've become, you know, the person you are today. (laughs) And, you know, how do we know you? Because I think everyone knows you, but they don't necessarily always know why they know you and where from. Do you know what? I actually started out, I went to uni. My parents were really against me just going, doing modelling. So I'd been modelling since I was about 16 and they just wanted me to make sure that I went to college and uni and just got my degree and then I could do what I wanted kind of vibe. So I actually did uh, construction design and management and then I did another degree in quantity surveying. So that's kind of what I was really into. I really wanted to do architecture, but sadly I wasn't smart enough for architecture. Or patient enough, doesn't it take about seven years? I know, yeah, my brother did it. So I I kind of, I I do envy his job. Sometimes I think it's quite a cool job to have, but uh, I prefer mine. So that's okay. (laughs) But uh, so that's where I started out. And then the building industry, when we we went through that recession, so the building industry kind of collapsed and all my classmates were going to Qatar and places like that and I just didn't want to do that so that's kind of why I was allowed to follow the path I did and I started doing bits of TV in Ireland so I actually did a little reality show in Ireland called Fade Street which sounds like it would be embarrassing but it was fine it, like it, it was kind of I suppose it was like your toes and your Maiden Chelsea kind of thing but not as dramatic um, right. I kind of got to keep myself to myself a little bit and it was my stepping stone into TV I suppose in Ireland and from that started getting my own documentary series so I started out doing one just on Home and Away because it's massive over in Ireland like it was fascinating anyway it rated really well because people just love Home and Away is Home and Away still going? it's been going till now and it's it's still going now as far as I know is Neighbours still going? yeah they rate so well over here and in Ireland it's it's kind of insane like you know the cast go over to Ireland and they do these nightclubs appearance and they'll go over and they'll make like a hundred grand just going around to a few nightclubs in Ireland and then go back what? again. Yeah. Oh so God, I you actually learn went to a few of them. Every day at 10 o'clock, yeah. I've had my eyes opened. So you did a bit of that. <laughs> I did a little bit of that. After that, I got to start putting in my own ideas, doing my own documentary series. So I did three single docs and then I did 
two or three series over in Ireland and a couple of them got sold over here and I used to love doing it because it was fascinating the topics that we would cover and I got to spend time within the American prison system which was eye-opening like if you're ever going to commit a crime don't do it in America (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah I just loved doing all that and then um I started focusing more on stuff over here and a lot of my work started taking off over here but I'd say the first thing that I really did over here on TV was Bear Grylls Mission Survive um, yes. And you won it. I did win. I kind of showed up when I was like, oh, this is for a TV show. Like, we're going to have a gorgeous camping area. We're going to be doing Like, I really honestly thought that because I was like, they want to yeah. make it look nice for TV. It wasn't like that. The first night we got a tent and we actually got a little camp bed. And then every night something was taken away and taken away and you're just living with less and less. And I was there, I think, for 12 nights in the end. And by the last night, I was just sleeping on leaves. I know, but as they take it away, you don't really care anymore. So like, Mm. I didn't miss food. You're always kind of hungry. I just enjoyed pushing myself and pushing my body to do that. Like I would have loved to have done SAS. And I know that like it was on the cards, but just now with kids, I just, I couldn't go away for a full week and and leave Theodore. I just wouldn't be able to do that. But that kind of show was right up my street. Like I'd love to do it. And I'd convince myself that I'd win. I'd love it. And why did you think you won the Bear Grylls show? I think that I kind of took the positives out of everything every day. Now, don't get me wrong. We did it with Mike Tyndall was in the final with me as well and Kelly Holmes. And Mike Tyndall is honestly one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. You beat Mike Tyndall and Kelly Holmes? Yes, I did. And is this based on public voting or you're winning it based on your talent to survive? So based on your talent to survive. And at the end of the day, Bear chooses who he would have. Now, I mean, he must be bats because I'm not going to help him survive anywhere. But it was who would help him survive if we ever got lost in the wild. But I just really enjoyed myself. I didn't really whinge. I didn't feel negative about anything during it. I just had a really nice time being in the jungle with absolutely nothing. And I think that made it easier and it probably made it seemed like I was enjoying it and just got on with things kind of. And maybe that's why I won. And when you came out, was that a big tipping point for you? I think that was the point where I started getting offered more and more work within the UK. I mean, I still work in Ireland and I hope I always will, but that now it's changed since then. I've been getting more and more work and kind of building on what I'm working on over here. And it, I'd say it's definitely that show played a big part in it. Amazing. So what, what happened next? So after that, I was just doing your little bits and bobs. And I mean, like it takes such hard work and it takes such a long time to kind of, even like now, I don't feel like I've gotten to the point where I want to be at yet, but I feel like I've worked to a point where everything is going really well, but I've so much more to achieve. And I think that within this industry as well, it's really hard because it's like, there's not a million and one TV jobs going. So you're lucky when you get, when you're lucky to be on people's lists and stuff like that. And I'm lucky to be in that position, but I definitely think, from Bear Grylls I just kind of put my head down and I focused and I just worked 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 and kind of just came up the ranks a little bit and just paid my dues like I guess we all have to when we're starting out but that was a really really good springboard for me and what are the things you've done since then that you've loved doing I love working with Spencer anything that I get to do and work with Spen is great I loved doing the jump even though I kind of didn't compete in the end because I did my knee in but like that again is the kind of show that I would be really 
I, like I'd do that again in a heartbeat if it came back. So you're quite punchy. You're quite a daredevil. Is the picture that I'm getting? You want bear grills? You're gonna do the <laughs> jump. You're sporty. You want to be an architect? Yeah. I'm getting this like no bullshit, get your hands dirty kind of vibe. I wouldn't say I'm the girliest girl. I'm kind of my sister and I. We've always been like little tomboys growing up. I might look girly girly sometimes when I dress up to go out, but certainly that's not how I feel. I kind of just yeah. I love sport. I love a competition. <laughs> And tell me about meeting Spencer. So was that via the jump that you met? Yeah, so I met Spencer. The first time I met him was in Hemel Hempstead when we were doing our little practice for the jump. And he showed <laughs> up in tracksuit bottoms and a pair of these like slip-on shoes. And I thought, oh my God, the state of him. And <laughs> I didn't want to like him at the start because I just thought he seemed real, I don't know, smug. <laughs> so I didn't want to like him, but straight away we just kind of clicked as pals. And like we were pals for six or seven weeks before we ever kissed or anything like that. And even then... It was like, I don't want this to go anywhere. And I really was like pushing against it a lot. So he would be like, we'd go back to London and we'll have a date. And I'd be thinking, absolutely no way. And don't <laughs> tell a living soul about anything. So it was the first time in my life I'd gotten to a point where I was really enjoying being single. I was loving my own company. I was living in a great house in East London and I had two really cool flatmates. And I just, I was really enjoying that part of my life. And I didn't want to get into a relationship because I'm kind of like a relationshipy person. And I was like, no, no, this is it. I'm, I'm really good at being single. I'm going to stay here for a while. But uh, it obviously didn't work out like that. So once he got back from the jump, then we started going on dates. And it, it moved quite quickly from there, I guess. Well, we're going to talk about your pregnancy. But you're married with Theodore and another baby on the way. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, a girl, which is amazing. I'm um, so thrilled about the girl part. I know. And you're allowed to be like, we were just saying, weren't we, before we started recording, obviously we all want happy children, happy, healthy children. Like you shouldn't even need to say that out loud. But yeah. I think it's okay to say I'm really happy I'm having a girl, I think. I know, um, yeah. It's fine. I mean, you, that's what you kind of want. You'd love, a, I really wanted a boy first. And then all I could think of was like, I'm never going to have a girl. I'm just going to have boys. Because Spencer kind of thought well, my mum only ever had boys, so you're just going to only have boys. And I really got that in my head. And then I found out it was a girl and I was so delighted. Oh, I bet. I don't blame you at all. And just talk to us about Spencer Vogue, the TV series. What is that like? How real is it? And what's it like having cameras running around all the time? Like We do it at work, but yeah. in your home life, what is that like? Well, I mean, they're not here 24 hours a day. That would be... Some kind of outrageous budget. But uh, they're uh-huh. here. I'm like, anything we're doing that's interesting, they'll follow us doing it. I mean, if I go to the shopping, like, it's not overly interesting. They're not going to follow me going doing the shopping. But like, I was doing a horse race last year and they followed my journey doing the horse race. Or we really wanted to throw a wedding party and they were like, well, that would be brilliant. And that's something we could do at the end of it. So they wanted to follow all of that. And they just follow the interesting parts of your life. And then you've got your little bits at home. But it's not like we had a really, really great crew, really nice guys one of them was actually from the jump and we just enjoyed it like it doesn't feel like work it's just a nice thing to do and it's not like we have to repeat ourselves constantly do you know what I mean because it it is just what you see 
and yeah, we really did enjoy that. And it, like it rated really, really well. So we were delighted. And I'm not really sure what's happening with it at the moment. I definitely don't think anyone's seen the end of it. But I mean, whether or not we decide to do it again, I'm not 100% sure. It is quite fun, but I always want to stick to presenting. Like presenting is the thing that I love doing the most. And really? when I get to do it and when I got to do my BBC show this year, like that was a real career high for me because it was my first kind of shiny floor show. And mm-hmm. I just absolutely loved doing it and presenting is where my heart definitely is and that's what gives me the biggest buzz but it is lovely to get to work with Spenny as well so I would like to keep working with him in some kind of capacity. But when you have the crew how many people are in your house with you? Maybe four or five. It's quite a lot of people isn't it? Oh it's not that do you know what one time we were doing a shoot at home and I swear there was like 15 people in the house and I was like I am never doing a setup photo shoot at home ever again it was just so awful and then everyone leaves and they think they cleaned up but they haven't and you're just like that was the most annoying day in the world so like with that crew of four or five they're really like neat they're tidy they bring up a compact kit and they're just kind of like having your pals around and to be honest our house is never empty like we always have people over this is the quietest it's ever been at the moment because we can't have people over also can I just say 15 people on a photo shoot that's not okay as a business owner it is not necessary like I look back to the 90s I remember working for a beauty company and going on shoots and people just sit around I mean there's like the makeup artist fourth assistant then there's someone whose job (laughs) it is to go and get someone a diet coke I mean it's over the top isn't it it's way too much I mean there's two guys sitting up with their eyes closed on our couch I was like why are they here like what is their job they just saw the door open they thought right and again see what's going on in there yeah let's all get paid to do nothing let's talk about your new presenting job though congratulations on Thank your you. new gig that's pretty exciting isn't it i actually didn't know what you're talking about there for a second I'm I was like, <laughs> yeah. do you know how long i've been going for that job like, i've been trying to get that job for just over a year i've been going oh, in and cool out of heart yeah i couldn't believe once i announced my pregnancy and i know it's terrible to say that but i found in the last pregnancy that i lost two big contracts as soon as i announced i was pregnant and the jobs weren't as free-flowing as they had been before because I think people look at pregnant people in a different light. And lots of people will say they don't. They do. But yeah. when I announced I was pregnant, yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get that job now. There's it's absolutely a hard time no way. to clinch like a big job, isn't it? Oh my like, God, massively. But then I just thought, what a cool company that like, not yeah. only are we in like a pandemic, but I'm also heavily pregnant and they still gave me the job I was so happy to get that job I'm loving doing it but it's a different kind of presenting like it's is this your first time doing radio I've done radio before but they were dance shows so it's, it's a different kind of format to doing your breakfast show on a Sunday morning so you really have to place where you are what everyone's doing at home you've got to think of talking to one person and it is like learning a whole new skill set and yeah I I think it is now when I listen to people on radio I'm like god you're incredible on radio like you're really good like Jamie and Amanda in the morning I think that they're so brilliant and I do listen to their show in the morning actually to be honest I find myself listening to a lot more radio now because the news is just it's so so depressing depressing. yeah Yeah, I think once a day is enough for the news I agree but no, I'm absolutely loving her. So, so it's love- six till nine on a Sunday morning. Is that right? Yeah. What time do you get up? 
So I get up at four, get ready, leave my house about half four, try and get in there for five and then go through the whole thing about what we're going to do. I drive myself in, obviously, because like I don't want to get a taxi and I don't want to be in other people's company if I don't have to be, not in a bad way. It's only because of what's going on. And it is weird to go in there and, I, and it be so empty because I've been in so many times and it's like this huge bustling office and now it's just nobody. Yeah. So they've just got what real skeleton, skeleton staff there, have they? Presenters going in and out. And- yeah, presenters going in and out and there's one producer sitting two metres away from you all the time and that's it. It's just a safer way to do it I guess. And you've got three hours. I mean it's quite a long time isn't it? I always think it doesn't sound very long to say I work from six to nine but actually it's quite a long time to be on air. Do you struggle with what you're going to say or is it a lot of script? I kind of write myself notes and decide because I get sent stuff just before. So as the weeks have gone on, I'm trying to just now write bullet points just because it's more conversational. And like, then you can ask people to text in and it's great. And then you can kind of have conversations with them. And there's loads of different things that you have to get in to each hour as well, like mentioning different things that you're supposed to from heart and just chatting yourself. And then I'm so nosy with celebrity gossip that like, I know everything about all the singers and all the songs. I'm like, I'm really into music anyway from being a DJ. So I could just harp on about anyone. I'd know so much information about everyone that's about to come up. So it's good for that reason. And what kind of music are you into? <laughs> what I listen to on my own at home is hip hop and grime. And that's kind of all I like listening to. But no one else likes that, so... You slightly lose me on the grime, I'm not going to lie. Hip-hop is like the kind of nice, singy, almost, compared yeah, to grime. Yeah, grime yeah, grime like can a be a little bit aggressive, but I just, I love it so much. I've only got into that since I've been living here, actually. Anyway, you're not playing that on Heart? Heart no, but I love... On Sunday, are you? No, but I do love everything we play on Heart because it's like, there's loads of throwbacks and there's it's all feel-good, positive music. I mean, I love Tina Turner. I love Leonard Cohen. So it kind of goes my skin. Love it. Yeah. I was devastated when Leonard Cohen died because I didn't go to his, there was a concert that year that I was meant to go to of his and I didn't go. And I was so furious because I've never got to see him live. I've seen Tina three times live though. And she's incredible. Well, yeah, Tina Turner. I'm very envious. Love to see her. What a legend. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Talk to me about your pregnancy. How is it second time round? Well, you're working. So how pregnant are you? I am 25 or 26 weeks. That's another thing about being pregnant the second time round. I knew to the day 
what I was on Theodore. And this time I kind of, I never really know which exact week it is. So you know you're having a girl. Did you know with Theodore that he was a boy? Yeah, and we found out really early. We got the harmony test. So you can find out at like 10 weeks. Yeah. Just because we're so nosy. But So we went in this time and the woman doing the scan, so she did a scan and we did the harmony test. And Spencer said, listen, you do this all day, every day. What are we having? Do you go on? Just take a guess, take a guess. And she goes, definitely a boy. It's definitely a boy. And so we left there. But then they rang a week later and told me it was a girl and it was just like the most exciting oh. news ever. And obviously we'd be delighted if it was a boy too, but it was it was just extra special oh. that it was a girl. Totally. How are you feeling about having two? I mean, having one is a massive life change. Are you kind of quite relaxed about number two or panicking that you're not going to have to have enough time? Do you know what? I'm not asking people. I was going to ask people about what's it like to have two kids? And I was like, that's probably not good. It's better to just go in at the deep end and not know. My only concern is like the sleep issue. Like she going to start waking Theodore up and we've just kind of nailed his sleep routine now. And I don't mind going back into having her and, and kind of lacking in sleep, but I'm sure it will be mayhem because it's when you have one child, I mean, we're in lockdown now and we've got Theodore all day, every day and I'm still trying to do my work as well and I'm still trying to like run a whole house on top of that and it's it's just so full on so yeah. I'm glad she's in my tummy for this and she's not around yes. because it would be Stay so... Stay where you are for yeah. another 14 weeks, please. <laughs> yeah. Just wait there because it would be so full on because Theodore is full on. But um, he starts nursery in September when he's two. Ideal. That will take a bit of the heat off. And we do have a nanny that helps us when we work. So I want to go back to work. Like I'm not going to take a very prolonged period of time off for maternity leave just because my job is quite flexible. So sometimes I can bring the baby with me. Yeah. Other times, I can't wait to go to work to have a break. Yeah, too <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Well, I will say, hey, feel me, for better. I think having two is totally brilliant and it's not that much of a change. I think it's only a change for the better. I remember my head used to spin about the bath time dilemma. I was like, where do you put oh, yeah. one when the other one goes in? Where's the stuff? Where's the something? Where's <laughs> this baby? Was that? And that was the bit that I like. I think I almost walked it through with a doll <laughs> in advance because I'm a bit of a control Do you not freak, put them in the bath like, together? Yes. But then you have to take one out. And where do you put it when you take it out? Anyway. We'll figure it out. Be grand. Just, just have double of everything in the bathroom and then will be fine. Anyway, grand. you'll be we'll fine. It's heaven. I remember that moment when we had two of them in the car and we looked round and like looked at each other and we were like whoa we're a four now this is really cool so it's so cool it's so hopefully hopefully the four won't turn me off a five we'll see no that's just the cherry on top and how are you coping right now in lockdown i mean you're obviously getting out to go to heart on a sunday how are you coping also with a one-year-old because my children are a bit i mean my youngest is three and the other two are a bit older but like my sister-in-law she's got a two-year-old and he is like Full of energy. Oh, yes. Yeah, so full. they've got a little garden, but, you know, that's full on. Two-year-old boys need to go to parks and playgrounds and let off energy. How are you managing? Do you know those TikToks people keep doing bored in the house, bored in? I'm like, oh, my God, come and take my child. Um, <laughs> well, he gets up around 20 past six every day. We get up, we have our breakfast. We get organized today because I was doing this. I just took him to the park and he loves walking around the park. So we were there for almost an hour. And then now he's watching a bit of telly. It's terrible. We'll have lunch. And then I'm always trying to do an activity, but we do have a nice terrace out the front. Awesome. So we're out there quite a lot. And I got one of those water tables. I got a sand pit 
which was the biggest mistake because there's just sand everywhere. Oh um, God, I hate sand. Oh my God, it's everywhere. I'm, I'm, not got, a, I'm not a sand girl. No, but he absolutely loves it. And then he's got a paddling pool. So there's different little activities to do outside. We've been painting, just kind of trying to think of things to keep him busy. But honestly, he spends a lot of time playing with the dog as well and chasing the dog. So that kind of takes the heat off a little bit. And Peppa Pig. God bless Peppa Pig. Yeah, God bless Nickelodeon. Pig. But I wish your episodes were longer. I know. <laughs> I also got to a point when I was like, how long until this? Three episodes of Peppa Pig until this. Like, that's how I started to <laughs> quantify so, time. At night, so my have children. A of, he, he can have Peppa now and then I'll do a night garden tonight. And that's like, they're a good yeah, 40 minutes long. They are pretty... 40 minutes of nonsense, aren't they? I mean, yeah. what is that thing? It's Someone just... was doing mushrooms and created that show for certain. It's the most <laughs> bizarre show. It's bonkers. I don't think I've ever watched more than two minutes, but yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> Takes me back to telly Tubbies, it's that kind of ilk, isn't oh, it? Oh, he loves Teletubbies. Is that still Love going, Teletubbies? Still going. The Teletubbies are still going. They have little tubby babies that they go oh. in and see sometimes. Oh, God, I can't. That just brings back all sorts of horrible memories. <laughs> they had a song. My father, I remember being on a family holiday and my father used to set the alarm as Teletubbies, the song. I can hear it now. <laughs> I'm still scarred by it. Talk to me about fitness. I mean, you're super fit. You're obviously, you know, you don't win Bear grills by not being fit. <laughs> What are you doing about that from home? I'm being pregnant. Being pregnant really doesn't get in my way very much because I like to train four times a week. Now, at the very start, when I get really severe morning sickness, it was a little bit of a struggle to do it then, but I found there was a point just after eating breakfast that I wouldn't feel sick, so I would try and train then. But obviously, it went downhill massively when I had morning sickness. But once that passed, it kind of just makes me feel energized. It makes me feel stretched out. Obviously, everything changes as I get bigger and bigger. But what I'm loving about lockdown is there's so many online lives on people's Instagram. And there's like something to follow every day. I do a live with Dalton Wong on Monday for people. And I do Do one. Do you? I love Dalton. He's amazing. And I'm training with him today. And then I have one on Thursday that I do with Mama Well for people as well. And and there's like 400 people that watch it one time. And then there's like 30,000 people that rewatch it later. And I think that's kind of amazing that so many people are training and they are looking after themselves and they are looking after their mental health. And that's what training is for me. Like it's not just for my body. A lot of it is for my mind. And that's why I think I do it. And that's oh, why I just that's have why always I think done it. You've got to get up in the morning, especially if you've got children at home. I'm now homeschooling as well, which we're not going to talk oh, about. God. But I just wouldn't do it, I don't think. Anyway, it's been quite a stressful week, let's just put it that way. (laughs) But if I've done my workout first thing in the morning, I'm just mentally so much of a better person in lockdown. A hundred percent. Oh, important. And do you and Spencer work out together? Is he a big worker? He loves jujitsu, which he can't do at the moment, but um, he is quite good at training. So we run together a fair bit. My running has gotten like incredibly slow and I know that he's just like, okay, I'm going to go do another couple of laps now when when you finish your one lap because I'm like a snail. (laughs) My husband darts like sort of, you know, I can see him in the yeah. distance and he's then doing freaking push-ups I'm like all right smart ass yeah, I <laughs> okay I know I'm not as good as I know I know <laughs> but we do we run together and we go for a walk every day together as well which is nice like it's nice it, like whoever thought you'd savor going out for an hour every day like that's why I love going to heart even it's just it's just even getting to drive somewhere that's not where I live is so yeah. nice actually Jim, my husband and I went for a walk on our own the other day we do actually have someone that lives in and it was, oh, we went at 
eight o'clock. It was the nicest time of day. It was, oh, it was just heaven. It's a good idea. Like, I just think I need to, Spencer, I'm going to send him out with Theodore on his own today. I just, I would love to sit in this house on my own for an oh, hour. Yes, an hour, your, an hour have week. your house yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Bliss. Let's talk about beauty. Is that just gone? I mean, I feel like every now and then I'm like, right, I need to do a bit of grooming. What's your approach? Are you letting it all go or are you trying to maintain as we go along? I'm trying to maintain as much as I can. So this morning I plucked my eyebrows. I did a little pedicure yesterday. But before lockdown, I took out my extensions, which I miss so much. But like with dyeing my hair, I'm really lazy with that anyway. And I kind of wanted to go back to balayage. So, I mean, it's the perfect time to grow out my hair. (laughs) But uh, no, I find if I put on a little bit of makeup every day, it does make me feel a little bit better. And some days I'll do a full face if I'm doing an Insta Live and and like get dressed up. I've been doing my tan every week and just things like that, just to kind of perk you up. And like, I wore a dress yesterday just because I wanted to, even though we were only going to the park for a walk, I just felt like I don't want to be in gym gear all day again. I'll just put on a dress and I, it did. It made a big difference. It made me yeah. feel, it, it definitely really made me feel better. Yeah. It's that simple sometimes. Let's talk about Bear by Vogue, your tanning brand. I feel like there's a lot of them on the market, but you were a bit ahead of everybody, weren't you? I'm not even sure I was ahead of everyone. I just love fake tan. I'm like an avid fake tan user. I have been my whole life. Since it kind of came on the market, I've always been using tan. And I just, even my favorite tans, there was certain things missing from them that I was like, it just goes a bit scaly or it just like, it doesn't wear off well. It's really drying on my skin, all those things. So all those things that I didn't like about my favorite tans were what I wanted to put into Bear. And I think that is why it's doing as well as it is. And I think my thing about Bear is, and I always say this to my business partner, I'm like, if we can just get new people to try it, they will switch to Bear. I just know they will because I know my tans. I know all the tans out there. And there are some great tans out there, but I really genuinely believe that Bear is the best tan. It's really, really moisturizing and everything. And I just love it. And I, there's nothing I would change about it. And I just think we created it to be the perfect tan for people and just need to get more people to try it. And is that the USP that it's really moisturizing and you think that's what gives you the edge? I think the USP is it's a nice color. It's easy to apply. It's really hydrating and it's got natural ingredients in it. And I think that is probably what makes people love it so much. It makes me super proud when people just mail me saying how much they love the tan and everything. Like that's like my highest compliment. I just love it. And how did you go about creating this? So you had this idea that you wanted to do it. I mean, quite different from a world of modelling and presenting. How did you make it happen? Well, so what happened with Bear was I was about to shoot for another tan brand that I really liked. I was about to do a campaign for them for the year. And then my business partner, who I knew a little bit from Ireland, but not that much, came to me and said, I have a fake tan, but it's only in the early, early stages. So I came on, we kind of had a base tan. And then over the course of the year, we changed it. We added different ingredients. We took things away. We changed the color. We like There was so much to be done until maybe a year and a half later, we had created Bear by Vogue. And it was exactly the kind of tan that I wanted. And then every step of the way, I got to do absolutely everything. And that's what Mm. I loved. And that's what I had to say to Kieran. I was like, we can work together on things. You'll be mainly more businessy side, but I have to be all over this product. Like if I don't love it, I can't expect everyone else to love it. And even with new products we have coming out, it it really excites me. I'm dying to get them on the market. Yeah. Can we just talk through what you have in the range at the moment? I know you said there's new ones coming, but there's the self-tanned foam in medium dark and ultra dark what do you use yourself 
I would use foam in a dark. And then in the summer, I would use the foam in ultra dark because I want to be really bronze. Or if I go away. Whoa, really? You'd go ultra yeah. dark? Yeah. And the lotion, that's just personal preference, is it? But I think it's just you're personal preference. Yeah, I'm a foam girl. I love a bit of instant too. So like, I only have one day where I won't be tan. So like today, I'm going to go, I'm going to exfoliate in the shower. And then I won't have tan on. And if I was going out tonight, I'd probably whack a bit of instant on. And um, is there any self-tan in the instant tan? No. No, so, so it's, it's just... It's a, just a put on, wash off. Yeah, but like, I mean, it's not going to come off if, if you're being rained on. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit, yeah. bit more substantial than that. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, awful. I hate that. And we actually <laughs> created an eraser as well, which is like a... Tell wrist. me, does this work? And where do you put it? And when do you use this? Is this a like, fuck, my knees are so patchy orange? So, I mean... I have mastered doing my hands right but there are some days that I completely mess my hands up I'm like what did I do that for and you just put this stuff is incredible so I'd never used an eraser until I got the first one of bear so I was testing them out and I was like what is this stuff I just thought it was so amazing I need need some of that though do you know what I'm quite into drops so I think you need to launch some tan drops and I put it on at night (laughs) Sometimes I've had a couple of glasses of wine. I then forget to wash my hands. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but if I'm doing you know my whole body, I'll put gloves on. But if you're like putting a bit in your moisturizer, I'll just, I won't bother with gloves knowing that I'm going to wash it off my hands. No, but if you wash it off your hands, you'll be fine. We were going to do tan drops like that, but I have done a face water instead. Oh, and now it's, it's not out yet. I think it comes out next month and it is just amazing. It's oh, so, fab. so good. Yeah. So that's going to be the next product. That and we're is, how does that work? Is that a spray, a mist or what? It's just like a little mist. Yeah. It's a spray. You just spray it on your face. I like to buff it in a little bit with a little okay. foundation brush because I use a foundation brush on my hands as well when I'm doing oh. the tan on them. So um, I just buff it in with a little foundation brush and then you wake up with just a really nice glow off your face. And I have a really grey face because I wear Factor 50 every single day it doesn't matter if it's sunny or not it's never one Gee. to get my face tanned yeah so I always would wear the face water oh well I will look forward to that how exciting <laughs> and what are your golden rules for putting tan on well I mean we talk about this kind of thing a lot but it's always good to get people's tips and tricks and as a tan guru have you got any you would share what does your tan routine look like do you know i'm lazy i'm lazy with my hair i'm lazy with kind of my beauty regime so it has to be quick so we have an exfoliator mitt that i use in the shower i don't use anything with this it's just a mitt and you exfoliate yourself so when i put on the tan every couple of days i'll just quickly run over my body with that mitt and then today I need to give myself a scrub because I'm going to put on tan tomorrow. Then tomorrow I wake up, I'll probably put it on in the morning. I quite like the base color of my tan anyway for the day. And then um, loads and loads of moisturizer, but you want a really thick moisturizer. So like I would say a hand cream is always a little bit thicker. So put all over your hands, all over your feet and ankles, knees, elbows. And then I always start with my arms, obviously use the tanning mitt. I only use the excess from the tanning mitt that has done my arms on my hand. And then I get a foundation brush and I buff the whole rest in. So it's really like even it. all over your hands. Yeah. And I kind of do that with my feet as well. The feet are hard, but they're so key, aren't they? Yeah, I find the feet easier than the hands. You'll have to come in and give us a demo when we're on the other side. <laughs> yeah, when we're not this. on lockdown, I would love to. And as well, if you mess it up, bit of tan eraser, there you go. 20 minutes later, you're grand. Thank God for that. That is something yeah. we all need. Vogue, I think that's a good place to end. Thank you so much for chatting to us Thank you. today. So um, nice to talk to someone else. <laughs> isn't it? So nice. Yeah. So much luck with baby number two. Have you chosen Thank a you. name yet? We have a couple of names, which is good because 
I did get a couple of vetoed that I really wanted. But... You're not going to give us a name. Can you give us a vetoed name? Harlow, which I love so much. Oh, so do I. I know, but Spenny Googled it and it said someone that roots through a bin. I was like, I don't care, I'll root through the bin. <laughs> That's still my favourite. I love it so much, but I'm not going to get it. So there, I've told that one. <laughs> I don't think that's a good reason to veto a name. I'm sorry. I'm going to give him that one. Anyway, I will look forward to hearing what she's called. And so much luck with the rest of your pregnancy. Thank you. Um, Stay well, stay safe. You too. I hope the radio show goes really well. And I hope that you start your TV show again. You must. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, leave a comment, subscribe. Tell your friends, thank you so much for listening. Stay well, stay safe, and we will be back soon. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.